our Old Testament lesson today is from 1 Kings. The first part of it is from chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And then I will move to the third chapter, and those verses are 3 through 14. Then David slept with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. The time that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David. Only he sacrificed and offered incense at the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the principal high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O Lord, my God, You have made your servant king in place of my father David, although I am only a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous that they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor all your life. No other king shall compare with you. If you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, Then I will lengthen your life. This is the word of the Lord. I want to add my welcome this morning. I'm especially pleased to see everyone who is not on vacation here with us. This is the time of year when our thoughts naturally turn to vacation. We want one, or we've taken one, or we wish we'd taken one. Or we wish we had the time for one. Just like you, I love to take a break every now and then. And like many of you do too, I enjoy going to the beach. At the beach, I catch up on all the things I love to do. Reading and painting and playing games with my family. And most of all, I love to nap. 
And I've gotten into this little tradition for myself, a little treat, where I'll go and find a jigsaw puzzle. And I'm looking at the picture on the box, something beautiful, something big with thousands of pieces because I am awesome at jigsaw puzzles. When I have a full week, that is, to think about it and to do it. And choosing is half the fun. I always get the hard ones, of course. And I leave vacation with a sense of accomplishment because I work hard at it and I have this gigantic thing right in the middle of the dining room table. Because here's the deal. If you dump it on the dining room table when you get there, you have to eat out all night long, all week long. (laughs) At the end of the week, I have this big, beautiful picture. But the time period from when the puzzle is started until the last piece is put in is a little different. I dump out that puzzle And I look at all those pieces that look exactly the same. And I think to myself, what was I thinking? I read this scripture today and I thought, I wonder if Solomon felt like that. I mean, he knew he wanted this kingship. He campaigned for it, really. About three years into his reign, there suddenly seems to be this realization that he finds himself in the middle of all these people of God, these people too numerous to count. The sheer responsibility of this must have stunned him. And I wonder if he thought, what on earth was I thinking? When I look at that big mound of puzzle pieces, I remember that I need to start with a plan a process to work toward the big, beautiful picture. Could Solomon have had a similar epiphany? And in that moment of feeling overwhelmed, maybe he thought about his father, King David, who ruled for 40 years and was close to God. Maybe in that moment of humility and self-awareness, He thought about his father and decided to follow in his footsteps. So he goes to Gibeon, and he honors God with a sacrifice. And when he falls asleep in that place, God comes to him in a dream and says, You've done really well. Ask me for anything. Ask, and it's yours. seems like there's a big shift in the story at this point. The things that Solomon does as he thinks through God's offer are significant to us as today's Christians. Let's think about this together. The first thing Solomon does is he praises God. And then he thanks God for being faithful to his father. He thanks God for making him king. And this seems to lead to the next thing he does. He says to God, I am young. I am inexperienced. I'm supposed to govern all these people and I can't even count them. God, I need your help because no one would be up to such a task. And then comes the request. 
please give me the wisdom to care for your people. Please, because I'm not going to be able to do this without some help from you. I sat in front of the news the other night, and I felt overwhelmed with sadness. I felt lost, and I felt useless, and I felt a little hopeless. Because there was yet another story of violence. Here in Florence, there at the beach... And I'll tell you that the news from Pennsylvania about the decades of abuse to those children with the people that they should have been able to trust the most, well, that devastated me. So I decided to take a break from TV, and I went on social media. (laughs) I was hoping to see some funny videos maybe of your cute kids, or funny animals. I love funny animal videos. That's not what I found. Instead, I found conversations between friends, or rather, they were former friends, because now they were arguing with each other about politics, or even pettier things. I saw remarks that were mocking and condescending and just plain mean. These people, these people who knew each other's parents, knew each other's kids, some of them had gone to high school with one another. They served in the community together. These former friends were making fun of each other's beliefs. And they blamed each other's politics for the state of the world today. Later in this service, we will say, we will pray the Lord's Prayer together. We will pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. We will look to the full realization of the kingdom of God as a promise that the world will be as God intended it to be. You know, as Christians, we believe that the kingdom has already begun through the actions of Jesus. Just like the beautiful picture on the box of my puzzle, the realization of the kingdom of God is sometimes difficult to imagine. Very often, we notice the pieces only, the hints of the beauty there is to come. But every day, we are reminded that the world can be a broken and ugly place. Just like Solomon, we each have our part to play in the building of the kingdom. So what can this part of Scripture, this little story about Solomon, Tell us about ourselves, about God. What can we learn from Solomon? Solomon seemed to have had the self-awareness enough to realize he couldn't rule well without God's help. And then he had the humility to ask for that help. He made an intentional decision to set aside time to listen to God. Solomon must have seen the difference 
David's relationship with God made in his life. So Solomon situated himself well at Gibeon to listen to God. When we struggle with being the people we want to be, when we struggle with these big overwhelming issues that the world lays at our feet, do we shut ourselves off from the world or throw our hands up in despair? Or do we take the time to position ourselves well to listen to God? Sometimes when I get caught up in the worries of the world, I forget that God is with us. And those are the times when what is happening can really affect me in negative ways. Maybe you're being affected like that also. Stop when you're tempted to struggle through it on your own. Remember that God is present in our lives and in our world And we are not struggling alone. Solomon spent time acknowledging and thanking God for his many blessings. When we take time to notice the blessings God has graced our lives with, it's evident we're not alone. For Solomon acknowledging that God had shown kindness and loyalty and love And that God kept his covenant with David. All of that created enough trust for Solomon to be able to humble himself and ask for help. Think about this. When we're in despair or we fear, let's remember that God has been faithful to us. And being thankful for blessings fills us with the assurance of God's love. Solomon had a choice to make. He could have chosen wealth and fame himself for himself. Instead, he chose to ask God to help him recognize good from evil. And he did this because he wanted to serve God's people well. If we choose to focus on serving others instead of ourselves, God will provide what we need for ministry, just as God provided wisdom for Solomon. Like Solomon, we need to acknowledge when we are inexperienced and when we have difficulty determining good from evil. This is the time for prayer. This is the time for reading scripture for leaning on Christian community, for study and discipleship. This is the time to humble ourselves and remember we don't have all the answers to the problems of the world. At a local school where I used to work and volunteer, all the kids wore name tags. It was interesting how this changed their behavior And I loved it because it gave me a chance to call them by name. You know, I felt like I knew them personally. And I noticed that it gave them a sense of responsibility to that name. I was thinking about this recently because I was out wearing my clerical collar. And I noticed that that made me very aware of who I was announcing to the world I was, a Christian. 
That means I was extra careful not to cut anybody off in traffic. I was very polite to everyone. And in general, I just tried to act right because I was showing the world the face of a Christian. I began to wonder how the world might be a little different if we all wore name tags and clerical collars. Would we be more careful to act in kind and helpful ways? Would we try harder to live up to our name as Christians? Would the world be closer to the world in that God intends for it to be? How many of us have had those moments in our lives when it has struck us that the world is just broken? In those moments, don't you wonder what our roles as Christians are? In those moments, do we have the humility or the wisdom that Solomon shows in turning to God? Or do we insist that we know all the answers? As Christians, we have been given the job of caring for God's world. And the world looks to us as examples of holy living. It's as if each one of us is wearing a sign proclaiming our identity. So as the world watches us, as the world watches Christians, and how they deal with the challenges around us, let us remember what we claim. We have declared that we believe in God and that we follow the life of Christ, a life of love and forgiveness. We must always remember what that example looks like to others. In a few moments, we will have the gift of participating in Holy Communion together. We will confess our corporate and personal sins. We will remember what Christ has done for us. And we will thank God. What a wonderful reminder when even when confronting the world's brokenness that we can rest in the assurance of God's love. During my puzzle adventure, even with the plan of attack in place, say for instance, turning over all the pieces, doing the borders first, looking at a particular color in the puzzle, I realized that I can only start with one area at a time. Solomon's story has a really important point that we don't want to miss. We cannot solve the world's sad issues on our own, but we can make a difference in our own little area of the puzzle. We can do this by relying on God's presence and by showing the world what God's love has done for us. And God will be there for us, just as God was there for Solomon, waiting to help us put together the pieces of the puzzle so that we can see the big, beautiful picture. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we give you praise for our many, many blessings. 
blessings of family and friends, of the beauty of the world around us, of the gifts of community, of creativity, and of love. We are grateful for your relationship with us and for our relationship in Christian community. We thank you for your presence and for the gift of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to remember when we despair at the world and its brokenness that you do not cause these trials, but that they are a result of our sinful nature. They are a result of a world overcome by sin. Help us to remember that you have promised better for us, for your kingdom that will come to fruition by your actions, by the actions of the incarnation, by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Help us remember that you are faithful to us and that your presence is a constant in our lives. Merciful Lord, be with those who suffer and grieve and provide the healing of the mind, body, and soul that is needed. Protect those who serve others, especially those who are first responders to the brokenness of this world. May your kingdom come, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.